Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast and the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Cameron Falloum. Cameron is the co-founder of BodyFit, the new era of functional fitness training. Good afternoon, Cameron. Okay, Mel, how are you going? I'm very well. It's been a long time, hasn't it? It's actually been uh, two years, so March 2018 when we last spoke on the podcast and you have seen absolutely amazing business growth in the last two years. So I wanted to chat with you this afternoon about that. And one of the, the models of success is obviously your strong foundations with values, ethics, and integrity. Tell me what's been happening in the last two years. Um, yeah, well, thank you. It's been, it's been a huge two years. And um, I can't believe that that time has passed since we last were on the podcast. I know we've bumped into each other at um, various conferences around the world, but um, it's been a massive two years. And uh, I think when I spoke to you, we were potentially just about to go to market in terms of franchising. Um, we had uh, maybe five or six studios that we had up and running as sort of pilot clubs. And um, we're now sitting at 150 franchises sold and we're in um, markets in Australia, New Zealand, Singapore and the United States. Wow. Now that is incredible. Now I know that you're in the US because I, I've seen um, the branding over there. How many clubs have you got in Singapore? Uh, we, we've we've got one open. Um, we've sold five or six territories over there. Um, unfortunately, with the recent um, global pandemic with coronavirus, we've slowed the growth down a little bit in terms of sites opening. Um, but we've got uh, one open. It was doing really well. It was our largest ever um, launch day in terms of foundation member signups um, in Singapore, which is fantastic. And off the back of that, it's led to uh, and, and that that's generated a lot more interest. So. We're really buoyant about the Asian market, but um, unfortunately, as we're all dealing with uh, COVID-19, it's um, put a little bit of a a stop to our growth um, for for the short term anyway. Though it stopped um, the growth, as you said, for the short term, it doesn't stop people from saying, hey, you know what? What I learned from this experience right now is that I actually want to go out and start up my own business. And the Asian market is just exploding with growth at the moment and functional fitness is something that is extremely popular over there. So I can definitely see the BodyFit brand being something that just absolutely smothers the, the Asian market. Obviously, in Australia, you've had great success over the last two years. What are some of the factors that have contributed to that success? Yeah, that's a good question, Mel. Um, I think uh, I think largely where we started from, and we spoke about this in our um, previous podcast, was that Richard, my business partner, and I, we, we wanted to build um, a business that was strong on values, and um, one of the things that we really prided ourselves on was, was fairness, and that's from everything from the franchise agreement, um, how that reads and is, is um, protects franchisees as much as it does us as a franchisor, um, fairness in terms of our fee structures, um, fairness in terms of um, the, the pricing of, of the equipment that we source, um, the support that we give at head office. Um, all, all, through all aspects of the business, Richard and I really worked hard to make sure that we do as much as we possibly can to make sure that franchisees who are investing in, in us are getting value for money, um, not just I think it's really easy for, for people to be sold on a concept or a business model and it's all roses at the start and there's lots of 
points of contact and um, lots of service at the start, but as people uh, and the business grows, you lose that. And one of the things we've really tried to make sure that we do is um, scale up with staffing and resources to make, make sure we maintain those touch points with our franchisees, that we're listening to them, um, that we're hearing them, and that we're providing support in, in all aspects of the business um, should they need it. Um, because their success, ultimately, um, our success is reliant on that. So uh, it's, it's a good model in, in franchising is that if we don't look after our franchisees and if we don't provide them with the support and give them the, the tools to be successful, they then will struggle to deliver a fantastic product and a member experience and build the communities through their studios, um, which means the members will have a bad experience. So, it, 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 you know, the left hand's got to wash the right hand and if the members are happy and they're having a great experience and getting good results, the franchisees are happy because we're supporting them and we're helping them to have a strong business, then we're happy because they've got great businesses. So when, it, when you cut it down to the core, it's pretty simple. Um, one of the things that we just really have to, to maintain as we grow is not losing sight of that and that's probably the most critical thing and we've got some fantastic staff in place that are Constantly keeping Rich and I on track, um, as well as a lot of our franchisees. We have different ad- advocacy groups uh, where our franchisees have a say in terms of how we do things, um, our marketing, our programming. Um, we're getting direct feedback on a regular basis, and that's really, really important for them to have a say, and it's really, really important and valuable for us to hear what they're saying as well. I mean, I love the fact that you've got an advocacy group. I mean, that is absolutely um that's terrific because not a lot of franchises do that, do they? I mean, you're actually bringing your franchisees in and you're making them part of the larger business model by getting their feedback. Yeah, absolutely, and um, and, and it's critical. You know, we can't do it on our own, um, and we've said that since day one. And um, one of the things we did, and Richard did a fantastic job um, in just going out and researching other franchise models and, and seeing... What, what is it the franchisees love about their franchisor? And not just in the fitness industry, that was you know, outside of the industry as well. Um, what are the pain points and what are the things they really don't like? And from doing that research, it became really apparent what people loved. There was a real consistency and there was a real consistency also about what they didn't like and what their pain points were. So we've worked really hard to um, learn from those lessons uh, and make sure we don't lose sight of continually trying to deliver on the things that they love, but also continually trying to deliver and improve upon the, the, the consistent pain points that we heard from various franchisees across various franchise networks, both inside and outside of the industry. Um, you know, our, our franchisees, they're delivering every single day. They're on the ground. They're running their businesses, um, and they will experience um, – and have a very different viewpoint to what we do here at head office. So it's really important that they have a voice. I'm glad to hear that. And for anybody that's listening to the podcast right now, if you jump over to the BodyFit website, you'll see some of the testimonials from the franchisees, and they are certainly five-star. Cameron, let, before we go into finding out what the future holds for BodyFit, can you just tell me a little bit about your online platform that you're now delivering? Yeah, we, we um, with the coronavirus, um, we took a bit of a, a leap of faith uh, about a week out before the government closed the industry down and we thought it might be coming and we built an online platform called bft to you um, and 
it was really it was really a, a safeguard to make sure that our members and our franchisees that if their businesses were closed down that their income didn't just stop. So it's a, a it's a membership subscription model. It's available to all of our members and and people from the public can sign up at their through their local uh, franchise if you go onto the website. But um, we deliver two programs. One is a body weight program. So every day the, the training is a different style and you can log on and access that at any time of the day or night or you can, um, through each of the franchises, you can join their live sessions via whether it's Facebook or Zoom or Instagram or one of the other platforms that they're using. So we also have a resistance-based program. Um, we work really hard in, in the week leading up to the closures to secure as many power bands and therabands as we possibly could. Um just to give people a bit of variety at home as well. Um, it's, it can get a little bit vanilla just doing body weight exercises all the time. So, um, yeah, we've, we've worked hard to make sure that the majority of our members had access to power bands and therabands through their, their franchises so that they could also do resistance-based at-home programs as well. So our, our, our members have the ability to toggle between two different timetables, a body weight one and a resistance training one, and every day those programs change. Oh, that's great to hear, Cameron, because, you know, a lot of people are just stuck at home at the moment, as we both know, and so variety is the key to keeping them active. Let me go back and just ask you, you've had such great success, you know, from five to 150 sites in two years is incredible. What type of person is buying into the BodyFit franchisee? Is it personal trainers? Uh, uh, is it couples who are retiring? What type of people are buying into the product? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the, there's, there's a couple of buckets. There's a, the owner-operator, so that's the personal trainer, the industry person who you know, has either been doing PT or group training or potentially managed a club and is, is looking to just take the next step and um, have their own business and um, but be, be a part of, I guess, a bigger network so you've still got that, um, that head office support to lean on should you need it. The, the, the second one is... Um, Probably people within the industry who are um, have experience having a franchise or own a business under another brand have really loved that experience and are, and are maybe just looking for the, another opportunity, whether that's to um, expand their existing portfolio um, or to sell up what they're doing and to maybe jump on what they, they believe is, is the next trend. Um, and then the third bucket is, um, is your investors. So yeah, your, your business-minded people, um, they understand the numbers in the back end. Um, they're going to continue working in their their day to day job or their corporate job, and they're just they'll, they'll employ and um, incentivise a manager and their staff to run the day to day operations. And so they're they're the three. The most popular is um, is the owner operator right now is what we're seeing. Um, but we're certainly seeing um, of recent times a little bit more of an uptake with the with the standalone investor model as well. I like that. So, Cameron, with all of this interest, who actually goes out and helps these guys find a site? Do you have somebody um, within your business model that that's just what they do? They go out and look for sites? Or do these guys come to you and go, hey, Cameron, I found a site and I want to open up a, a franchise? Um, well, once they've signed their agreement, um, we, we have uh, real estate consultants and they can be used to, to find sites, but primarily we use um, or their services are best utilised to 
in the negotiation phase of the contracts to make sure the terms and conditions in the contract are, are what they should be and making sure that um, there's nothing onerous um, for our franchisees um, with regards to the terms and conditions of the contract because a lot of people just don't have uh, that experience with, with you know, that real estate contractual law aspect. Um, our operations um, manager does a fantastic job with um, he has a site selection checklist. He's across and deals with a lot of real estate agents around the country and he's across real estate in general, but he has a really good feel for um, what sites will work or won't, what are the, what are the issues when you, when you look at a particular site in terms of um, our particular model, how we lay out the floor space and bathrooms and those sorts of things. So John Glancy does an amazing job for us in that space and then the franchisees are also supported through our regional franchise managers um, headed up by Scott Nathan and they, they do a great job in just providing ongoing support, you know, pre-opening uh, and post-opening from everything from the keeping in check to find, make sure that they are looking and that they are seeking out the right properties and they're staying engaged to once they're open, look, looking into the back end of their business and making sure their business is healthy and plugging any gaps and um, providing as much support as they can, and that might just be a, a you know a weekly or fortnightly coffee, or it could be a, something more strategic and higher level. So we we try and provide as much support as we can, and, and again, it just simply goes back to um, we're, we're successful if our franchisees are successful. So we need to invest in them, um, and the more we can invest in them, the better it'll be for everyone. Well, BodyFit definitely has a very, very strong collaborative network. You guys are doing a fantastic job. I love the way that you're looking after your franchisees. So let's talk about the future. Let's talk Thank about you. 2021 because I see this is a great opportunity. If anybody's listening now and they're thinking to themselves, you know, I want to go out and I want to uh, open up my own business, irrespective of what's going on in the climate right now, you can actually be sitting back and creating a business plan for yourself that could mean that, you know, it might not be, you might not open your business for another six to eight months. And so BodyFit is definitely one of those models that you need to look at. So tell me, Cameron, what, what's going to happen in 2021? Where is BodyFit going? Are we going to see 300 clubs by the time we talk again in 12 months' time? Um, well, I, I hope so, as long as we can contain <laughs> growth. <laughs> uh, who knows right now with the current um, coronavirus pandemic, but uh, it certainly hasn't slowed discussions that we're having. I know, I know Jason, our sales, national sales manager, is um, still having a lot of discussions. Um, what's interesting is New Zealand look like they may reopen prior to maybe Australia um, with some obviously some, some guidelines um, to make sure that people are staying safe in terms of social distancing, etc. Um, I spent two hours this morning on a call with some people from the East Coast of America who were interested in the model. So the inquiries are still there, but what we're doing, Mel, um, in preparation for, I guess, the remainder of this year and 2021 when we, we are allowed to get back out and operate, um, our physical side to gain is we utilise this really, really good opportunity to think strategically. Um, you don't often get the time and the space to um, just because you're bogged down in the day-to-day and with the growth that we're having, it's, there's a lot happening on a day-to-day basis. And this is a real opportunity to sit with a clear, clear headspace, um, not a huge amount of day-to-day issues that we're trying to resolve and troubleshoot. And really think about exactly that. What is 2021 and beyond going to look like? Um, we've, we've got half a dozen really key projects that we had lined up for the next 12 to 18 months that we feel like 
we can get on top of now in the next three to six months, depending on how long we're in lockdown for. Um, to two of those, um, we're, we're a long, long way down the path already in terms of finalising and finishing. That'll, so that'll be, be a great advantage to when, when we are back up and operating. So, so we're trying we're to look at all aspects of the business, business right, right now and say, okay, okay where, have where have we done, done a really good job? job? Where have where we, we potentially, potentially lacked, lacked um, in, some in some areas? areas where, where have we been poor? poor? And okay, and okay let's, let's, let's now think about how we can rectify those areas of the business, utilise this time really wisely and make sure that we're doing, we're doing everything, everything possibly, possibly, possible that we can, we can right now during these, these, these tough, tough times in isolation, isolation to come to out the other side far, far better than when we came in. in. Um, if we if can we do that, that, we're really going to put our network in a strong place, put our franchises in a really good place to relaunch, get them excited again. They'll be excited about opening. If we can open again with some innovative technology and um, some, some other exciting, exciting initiatives that we're currently, currently working, working on, on, then it's, it's going to be, be we think, um, really exciting, um, not just, just for us, for us but, but for our franchisees and also for our members to get them back into their studio spaces, into their communities and exercising and getting back to doing what we love doing. So for us, it's really being strategic and using your time as wisely as we possibly can to, um, to try and get ahead. I mean, I agree with you, Cameron. I look at this time as, yes, a great time to sit down and put some new business strategies into place. I also look at it as a great opportunity that if you've been thinking about rebranding your business, again, this is the time to be doing it. You know, be looking at new technology, be looking at new programming because the last thing that we want as business owners, and this is just my personal opinion, I don't want to open the doors to my club and my members walk in and it's the same, same. I don't want to do that. I want them to walk in the doors and it's been painted, it's bright, I've got new programs that they've never experienced before, I've got some great personal training initiatives. I want them to walk in to a brand new business that is not the same as what it was when we closed the doors. Now, I absolutely love what we've spoken about today and I love the branding and I love what you're all about. Um, it's not often that you find such a large network with strong ethics, values and integrity and you do an amazing job with your franchisees. You've certainly got a very strong collaborative network. Now tell me, Cameron, if anybody wants to get in touch with you to perhaps just have a, an initial conversation about becoming a franchisee, where's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, the yeah, best, best place, place is, um, is, is sales at bodyfittraining.com or, or as you said earlier, jump, jump on the on website, website, there's a contact, contact page and, and um, certainly shoot us, shoot, us, shoot us an email and um, um, we'd love we'd to love chat, chat and talk all things Bodyfit training. training. Sounds fantastic. Cameron, thank you very much again for your time this afternoon. I know that you're, you're very busy and I do appreciate that time. Congratulations. In the last two years, uh, BodyFit has gone from five sites to 150 sites global, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, and the USA. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I really, really appreciate your time, time and, uh, and uh, thanks for the support. support. You're very welcome. And just a reminder to our, our listeners, I will be dropping all of Cameron's details into the bottom of our podcast. And today's podcast was proudly sponsored and supported by FitRec. Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals. Thank you.